if I told you loving yourself could change your life? It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Hello, hello. It is low. Hello, listeners. So we have done some awesome work over the past few weeks going through all these different self-love things because there's so many. I mean, this is an endless topic and conversation. It really is. A few times ago, I mentioned about creating a self-love season, and I even mentioned we're already like halfway to 2023, which is crazy, but it is so true. And the reason why I'm bringing up 2023 is because drum roll. I wish I could do a sound effect, but I can't roll ours. I can't uh, do that with my tongue. So just imagine right now that we are having a drum roll going on because in 2023, I am competing in my first pageant ever. Oh my gosh. I'm getting slightly like that butterfly feeling right now. And here we are. It's still summertime. I am not competing yet, but I'm already feeling like I'm stepping on stage. Oh, deep breath. Okay. (laughs) I am just so excited about it. And the reason why is because it is a goal that I put out there. Well, let's see. I've known my pageant coach now, Michelle. I mentioned her before. She is absolutely amazing. But I met her, I want to say it was in 2020. Or maybe early 2021. That's probably more the time frame. I think in 2020 is when I first decided I was going to do this. I was going to compete in a pageant in the Mrs. Division for the very first time. I've never done anything pageant like before, ever. Sure, I've been in talent shows. Um, back to pretty awesome dancing back in the third grade with you know, cool tie-dye t-shirts with rhinestones and pinching cheeks to make them look like blush. Doing this with my two friends. Remember them, Tara and Mandy. Oh my gosh, it's like this flood of memories right now. But yeah, I was on stage and I loved every second of it doing this little dance that her, um, one of the girl's older sisters taught us. She was in high school and we were in grade school. So it was like, we thought we were just ultra cool. But that was kind of one of my first tastes of being in the limelight there. Oh, and then I told you about in an earlier episode that time when I wore the pink dress on the, you know, in the fashion show and how I really wanted to do it, even though, you know, people were commenting on the dress in some way, which luckily the the negative comments I heard way back then in the third grade did not um, deter me from wanting to get back up on stage. But I guess I do like stage. If we're thinking about things. I have a picture in my head from when I was little. I think it was a Halloween costume. I was kind of in like a ballet outfit, but I had this pose where I like had one hip popped and the hand on the hip, like the other arm was up. And I'm just like, look at me, like center of attention. It's funny because I don't really like being the center of attention. Like I don't want to be in a crowd. I should say there are places and times I want to be the center of attention on this podcast. I love talking. You know, I would consider this a center of attention moment, right? You're all listening to me talk. But if I'm at a restaurant 
I don't want to be the center of the attention at a restaurant. Or if I'm in a networking situation, I want to be with the group. I don't want to be the center of attention there or at work even, you know, team player. But in these places where it's appropriate to be the center of attention, like I really like it. It's kind of funny that I do as much as I do because I don't know. I've struggled so much with body image and, you know, hiding or disciplining myself reading too much or all these things throughout the years where I've had such negative self-esteem and I've wanted to hide and I wore extra layers of clothes or I cried in the bedroom before I left. All these things that kept me from being my authentic self where I actually like being on stage at times. I like being able to do that. I love being able to give speeches. I mean, I'm in Toastmasters, but back in high school even, I was in the speech club and competing. And I was at one point even writing my own poetry and competing with it. There was something so awesome about that to me that I, I loved being able to express myself in the written form and then being able to illustrate it and say it out loud for others to hear. So I like the limelight in some ways. And competing in a pageant is all about the limelight. So let's just picture this for a minute. I'm going to invite you into, I would say, a reoccurring daydream that I kind of have where I'm standing there. I'm on stage. I can see the bright lights kind of blinding my eyes, so it's hard to see who's in the audience. But I'm in this beautiful gown, standing confidently in my heels, shaking uncontrollably inside, like the nerves. Oh, those nerves, they're there. But I'm standing in my perfect pageant pose with this genuine smile on my face because I just accomplished one of my goals. I just accomplished a dream. And now I am waiting so patiently, but really anxiously, but I'm looking composed, waiting for them to announce the winner. That is the daydream that I have so much. Like I can feel it, I can see it, I am standing there and it's like right before they announce the winner, it's like I'm snapped back into reality. Wherever I am and I was having that daydream, it's like I'm right back into whether it's I'm sitting at my desk at work or, you know, I'm watching TV, whatever it is, all of a sudden I'm back and it's like, oh, who won? Who won? Was it me or the other person? I never have seen the ending and I'm hoping that this well, it's that, yeah, it's January, this January, I can say that now, this January 2023, that I, I hope I am crowned as, you know, Mrs. Division for Texas. I really hope that I'm putting it out into the universe. I'm doing the work. I have the pageant coach. I have been working on my self-esteem like crazy, and I have been working on just getting myself into the right headspace to just truly be me, you know, unapologetically and letting people judge me. I mean, here I am. I talk about writing our own narrative and not letting outside judgment, you know, influence who you are. And here I am signing up for a pageant where I'm like, yes, please judge me. It's kind of funny. It's a, if you think about it, you're like, okay, that's kind of hypocritical. But in my mind, it's not, um, it is welcome judgment. It is judgment on, you know, these great things that I'm doing and the confidence I have in a way. 
And even though it is a whole judge thing and it's people's opinions, I'm ready for it. I am open to it. I am not going to be, I mean, I will, let's be true. I'm going to be sad if I don't get crowned. But there's odds that I won't, right? There's more than one person competing first off. So, I mean, if it was just me, that's one thing, but there's more ladies who are all just as qualified and just as amazing and, you know, confident and have all these unique things to contribute. So I'm excited for it though. I'm actually very excited for the whole process. And I, like I said, I'm going to welcome any feedback or anything because I'm viewing it as a self-love thing. It's really more about me and being up on stage And even if I don't get crowned, which I'm not putting that part out into the universe, I'm putting out the crowning into the universe, but let's say I don't, I'm going to be okay with it. I'm going to be sad because I've invested a lot of time, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication and growth into it, but I'm still going to win. Like I'm going to come out a winner regardless of what actually happens that evening. I am coming out a winner because I am going through all these steps and changing a lot about me. And what I mean by that is I'm pushing myself outside of current comfort zones. I'm re-engaging in certain areas of my life that I maybe put on the back burner for a while because of bandwidth or focuses in my life. And I'm getting down to who I truly and authentically am. Like this year, I I said it on my social way back last January. I said, like my word this year or my theme that I was trying to live by is intention and being intentional. And this pageant journey is 100% intentional. Everything I'm doing for it in preparation for, you know, the few hours or time that I'm actually on the stage is intentional. I'm making decisions that are directly going to impact the outcome that night. But I'm loving every step of it. I'm pushing myself in so many ways. And self-love is all about being able to grow and change and appreciate who you can become, who you are today. And it's like I'm just trying to magnify who I am and really like dig into parts that maybe I wasn't as you know, showing before or that I knew were there, but I wasn't as, um, I don't know, I wasn't really presenting them outwardly. And it's led me to some great opportunities. I've found that I'm turning into more of a yes person than a no person. Um, I am open to new opportunities and exploring things differently. I almost have like a different lens on my own life. Like I'm looking at it slightly differently. Like, oh, I can really do all these things. So, like I mentioned, it's kind of an overhaul. I'm also feeling like I'm a work in progress because for as far as I go forward, I have little stumbles um, or literal stumbles I have to share. So you have to wear high heels. I mean, I guess you probably could wear lower heels. Like there's no necessary, or at least I don't know of a specific requirement that says you must wear X heels, but there's a heel height. That's pretty standard in the um, pageant industry. I mean, you can find it online. There are certain shoes that are even like in comments or reviews that you see, you know, when you're looking at them that say like, these are great pageant shoes. Um, So it's not like there's a 
particular line somewhere that's only for pageants. But there are certain shoes, you know, they, they're usually thick platforms, really high heels, like f four, five, six inch heels plus this platform. And they're a little challenging to walk on, especially when, you know, you haven't really worn heels like that since your early 20s. And prior to living in Texas, we were kind of in the beach cities in California, which is a big flat and flip-flops and, you know, quite the opposite. Like the flip-flops with rhinestones were like my go-to for so many years leading before this. So it's like my high heel wearing ability uh, kind of changed <laughs> from what it once was. So wearing these high heels is a challenge. There's a lot of, imagine like a little kid learning how to walk. And then imagine me as an adult walking like that little kid learning how to walk, but in these heels, like I did the shuffling of the feet, you know, where your feet are like scraping <laughs> along and you're not really stepping. You're kind of just shuffling around. Um, I have teetered where at my house, you know, before I went to an actual pageant practice and had to wear these in front of my coach at my house, you know, I'd like fall into a cabinet or a counter. There was a time where I literally only walked around the island because I could hold on to something. I mean, it's kind of hysterical if you think about here I am. I know how to walk. I'm very capable of walking. I'm pretty confident in my everyday walking abilities, but it turns out I learned I was walking wrong. And I know that's, that sounds weird, but I'll get into that in a moment. But just picture this adult like holding on to their counter in these heels, shuffling around, trying to learn how to walk in heels. Pretty hysterical. I'm sure it looked funny. I felt funny doing it. Um, I'm still in the process of learning how to walk in these heels. Like for whatever reason, I have this mental block. And I think it's because I have fallen, I believe it's twice now. It could even be three times in front of my coach. And she does not even care. She is like, it is okay. Just get back up. You know, are you okay? Is her always her first question? Like, did I actually like do damage? Did I hurt something? Or, <laughs> And luckily I know how to fall. I feel like I'm a trained professional in falling. Like I, I have it down where, you know, I'm starting to fall. So I start to tuck and I roll and I end up, you know, so I'm like on a curved part. I, you know, never fall flat. I fall curved. So I kind of like fall up and I roll and then I like, flat now on the floor and I just have to start laughing at myself because what else do you do when you're a grown adult in heels when many other people can walk in these heel heights and here you are falling in the studio over and over again in your heels in front of you know somebody you're trying to impress right it's your coach you want to show them that you're really working on what they've taught you and that you're doing your best and then I'm like hey look at me I'm fall and I'm on the ground and here I am, and you've had to ask if I'm okay again. <laughs> it's like, if anything, there's nothing physical that hurts. It's it's the mental part that's like, oh, my bruised little ego. I really need to figure out how to walk in these shoes. And, oh my gosh, yeah, just fall on the floor in heels, and like, life is good after that. It's <laughs> It's super embarrassing, and I feel my cheeks even getting red right now, just thinking about the moments of embarrassment, but you know what? It's what I do after that. I, I always get back up. I always wear them a little bit more. And I just keep going. And yes, I wear the shoes around my house. I don't have to hold on to the counter anymore. I wouldn't say I'm like running in my heels. Definitely not there. I want to get there. I'm not there yet. But I am moving in those shoes. I am 
getting more confident. But what I mentioned was, yeah, I learned that I walk, I've been walking wrong. I think I've gotten into this trying to tiptoe around my apartment and walking on the ball of my foot more than like a heel to toe type movement. And I didn't even realize I was doing that. But I also realized at work when I'm cruising down the hall, like flying, I, I have a very fast walk. I got it from my grandpa. Him and I could get out of a routed space very quickly. Like we know how to book it very fast gait. Like my sister has way longer legs than I do because um, she is taller than I am by a few inches. And it's the differences in her leg leg length compared to mine. And I can walk faster than her. I just have a very fast stride. At times I have jokingly like, oh, maybe I should speed walk instead of run because there's a chance I might walk faster than running. So I'm a very naturally fast walker. And I notice when I'm not thinking and I'm like cruising down the hall to a meeting or whatever at work that I start to go on the ball of my foot instead of the heel to toe. And when you are walking in heels, any heels, but especially really high heels, you can't do that. It just, it doesn't work. The heel does not, the high heel does not support you. You need to like plant that really high heel into the ground and then put down the foot and move yourself forward. Like that's how your leg looks longer, right? When you're watching, you know, somebody, if you've ever seen a pageant on TV, you'll notice they have this like really long leg and this really long gait and like it's a very smooth, graceful walk. It's because they're maximizing that walk by intentionally placing that foot down with the heel and then rolling onto the ball of the foot and then doing that. And it allows one leg to be straightened and longer than the other. So you don't have like two bent legs at the same time because with heels, you cannot walk with two bent legs. So I've had to retrain how I walk, especially in heels. And I actually will sit there and repeat to myself as I am walking, even normally without heels on, I will be like, heel, toe, heel, toe. And it's so funny, but I'm telling myself this because I catch myself, if I'm not thinking, automatically jumping to the ball of my foot. And I never, I know that was a whole running movement for a while. And I never have been that type of runner. When I run, I'm a very distinct heel, toe person. Like I... I can feel it in my heel sometimes. I overly plant my heel. So it's weird that when I walk, I do this weird thing. And the only thing I can think of as to why I started doing it is because it's a quieter form of walking when you're living in an apartment. And sometimes I feel like, am I like tromping? Am I that loud noise for the people below us? Am I the one who's like, boom, 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 you know? You've lived in an apartment. You know what I'm talking about. You hear people walk. And I think that's where I developed this. I was trying to be courteous at one point. Um, and now I'm not. Now I'm like, nope, I'm planting that heel. And if it's loud, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people below me. But I've got to learn how to walk in my heels correctly. So that's just one of the little kind of embarrassing moments, learnings going on with the pageant world. But it is so much more than heels. How did I get here, though? Like, besides me liking the limelight, like I kind of said, and getting into this, like, what actually prompted me to set this goal? And as much as I would love to tell you, it was some deep thought and you know something I was just so drawn to. It was actually toddlers and tiaras. Yes, the TLC reality show of those cute little, amazing, 
kids out there on stage doing their thing. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> it was it was toddlers and terrors. That is what prompted me to look up online to find a pageant coach and to tell my husband, hey, I want to do this. Do you think I can do this? It was a reality TV show about kids on stage. So there was my deep revelation that brought me to this goal that I've been aiming for for over a year now. Um, but watching that show, it brought back a lot of memories of the times I was on stage. Um, and it just made me think about, gosh, look at these little kids just being who they are up there, like they're strong and confident, you know, to get up on the stage. And sure, there might have been pressures off stage, but they're up there doing this, you know, amazing thing that a lot of kids might be shy or afraid to do. And I was like, oh, yeah, there was somebody I went to school with. Her mom competed in pageants when she competed in pageants. And I was like, they must have a Mrs. Division or you know, she was able to compete as an adult and a mom and as a wife. And so I started looking and I was like, okay, they do have Mrs. Divisions. I could be a Mrs. I could compete as a Mrs. And like I said, I, I went to my husband and I told him about it and he right away said yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so, there's going to be so much money. Like they talk about on that show, Toddlers and Tiaras, they talk about how much of an investment, like cost-wise it is. Like you hear about these parents who are supporting their kids in this journey and doing this with them, but that, you know, they have to get part-time jobs and it's like this whole other wardrobe. And I just, there's so many pieces I didn't even know. So I was almost overwhelmed by watching the show. I was getting overwhelmed thinking about me doing this. And I was like, can I do this? Oh my gosh, there's so much to it. I don't even know where to start. But I said to him, I was like, what if I competed in a pageant? And he was like, absolutely, you could do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he believes in me. I can believe in me. I can do this. I can do this. Um, and he was like, we'll figure it out money-wise. Like, we'll figure that out. Like, don't even let that be a consideration. And like I told you before, I have a super supportive husband. And he told me yes. And I accepted the yes. And then I told myself, yes, you can do this. And I found my amazing pageant coach, Michelle. I found her on, I think it was through Facebook. I think I maybe I Google searched, but she had like a Facebook page set up. And she's in the Houston area, which I am in Dallas. Um, but I drive down to see her and do it. But I know she has so many clients that are all around the country because she can do this virtually. And in fact, our first meeting was a virtual meeting. And I instantly felt comfortable with her. It's not often that you find somebody that instantly you're like, this is the best person for me. But she was. She told me that day that I, as I was at that very moment, could compete. That I, I had everything I already needed to do it. I am the one who has put in this multi-year progression because... I'm somebody who's, um, I like, I'm logical about things in that way. Like I like to have a clear action plan. I like to know what's coming in advance in some regards. Like I, not that I'm going to know everything. Things still surprise me or unexpected things pop up, but I like to have this plan. I like to do my market research. I'm a marketer. I've told you that. So I like to, you know, know about 
what I'm getting into. I want to know the ins, the outs, anything, the behind the scenes, all of it. Um, and so I'm the one who put this plan in place. In fact, I think when I told her my goal was 2023, she was like, oh, wait, what? How, how far out? Because usually people are like, oh, I want to do it now. You know, I want to, I want instant gratification. I want to practice. Let's do it. But I'm like, no, I want to make sure I know what I'm doing and that I'm not, you know, going up there thinking I can just do what other people have been doing for years or practicing or, you know, being involved in that. I can do it overnight. So that's why it's 2023. It's not like if you were to do this today, you would need to take as long as I am. But this is my journey. It's my comfort zone. It's how I'm loving myself. And I wanted this long road to getting there. So I know the moment I step on that stage, I am putting the very best version of myself out there. The one that is strong and confident and feels beautiful inside out and is truly loving herself. And I have to give some, some um, accolades to Michelle too, because, and thank her because she actually is the one who pointed out that I was very passionate about this whole love yourself inside out movement. Um, I had told her about a prior thing I had tried to start a few years back called Breaking Glass Girl. And it was about, you know, corporate and being female and glass ceilings. And then she said, what else are you interested in? You know, because when you're developing like a platform for your pageant, it needs to be something you're truly passionate about. And I was like, well, I've always struggled with body image. And I went in a little bit about my story on that, kind of like what you've heard in past episodes. And she said, that's what you're passionate about. That's, that's your area. I was like, wow, I never actually thought about that being in that frame. I, I never had pieced it together as like this package or this brand or this whole thing that I could build or platform. I, I never had connected that in my mind, even though I had done a lot of things to grow self-love and I was involved in, you know, like Weight Watchers. And at one time I said I was a leader in there. So I had, I had taken actions of being somebody of a little bit of authority or a leader in that space, but I never actually moved it to like, I could make it this whole thing. And so here I am sitting here with the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. And it's because of that conversation with Michelle that my podcast is on this and that I've built you know, the Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones.com and the Instagram about it. It's because she helped me make that connection that my mind didn't make. And I am so thankful for that because I am in my right place. I am here. This is this is me being authentic and real and genuine. And you're seeing like the insides of me coming out. Like this, this is everything I'm about and that I've always been feeling a lot of my life and wanting to help others because I struggled so much. And so thank you, Michelle, for helping me realize it and coming out. And like I mentioned, I'm big into market research, right? And I want to do this right. So I have been watching other pageants, not just on TV or live streams. I've, I've driven to and attended multiple pageants in the area. Um, like I said, I do my sessions with Michelle and I do a lot of work afterwards you know i am following a lot of pageant people in the social media space i am reading blogs i am reading tips i am i'm doing a lot of homework outside of it but that's my nature and how i do it and i'm applying the hard work and dedication you know i am taking i've taken master classes recently about how to be more 
you know, magnetic and experience magnetism. Um, I have been working on my public speaking skills in terms of being speaking in front of people and Toastmasters and really working on that. At one point I was even doing tap dancing because for a while I thought maybe I'd do it as a talent. I'm not going to, but you know, it got me reinvested in tap dancing and that side of a fun workout space and just moving myself. You know, I, I've taken on a part-time job, just like those moms said in, you know, toddlers and tiaras, it is expensive. And I just felt guilty being a drain in a way to our resources. You know, we have other goals of saving for things in the future. And even though my husband was like, no, it's totally fine. Like, I just can't. There's something in me that's no. So yeah, I, I have a part-time job that this money is really going to this journey. So that's how much I'm invested. I'm invested physical time. I'm investing money. I'm investing mental space. And I'm loving every second because I am learning so much about myself and seeing how capable I am of being more than I am today. Again, when I get the crown, I'm going to be thrilled. But if I don't get the crown, I'm still going to be thrilled. There, It's so exciting. This journey is rewarding. And that's why I'm sharing this with you because you're like, well, I don't care about pageants. I don't want to be in a pageant, but it's really about the journey I'm going through and what self-love can do. Self-love can help you believe in yourself to really try these things. And as you're building your self-love, I really encourage you, if there's something that has been out there, maybe not even on a bucket list, because I wouldn't say this was on a bucket list. Like, I don't know that I consciously thought about it prior to watching all those Toddlers and Tiara episodes. But if there's something that at one point you were like, could I do this? Look into it or look into something that's maybe a little different now. But push yourself because the journey you go on is amazing. There's going to be challenges. You're going to have humiliation of laying on the floor because you fell again. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's humiliating at any age, but you're going to have those moments, but it's all part of the journey. You're going to learn how to get back up. You're going to learn how to move forward. You're going to learn about new facets of yourself that you didn't even know fully existed or maybe had never explored before. So challenge yourself to get out there. And I am going to address the pageant more as I go through it and have Michelle on this podcast at some point because she is such an advocate for self-love and coaching anyone up. I mean, she is an amazing mood boost and really just tells you, no, you can do it. When this pageant, I actually decided last night, like, yep, I'm signing up. I'm doing it. I mean, I was going to do it, but I'm going to submit my stuff. This is the pageant I'm doing. Here it is. I was like, I text her and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I think, do you think I'll be ready by end of January? And she was like, heck, Yes, like immediately, right back at it. Yes, you've got this. You can do it. You are so prepared. You will be prepared. So she just, if you ever need a dose, like reach out to my patent coach, Michelle. She is on Instagram. If you go to mine, you can see her because the stuff she's putting out there is so positive. And it's just, she puts out really great quotes and reminders. And she has such an amazing kind of life and unique things that she's doing. But it's like inspiring to see what she does. So if you need a mood boost, she is somebody definitely to follow or look at because she is full of it. So the pageant has given me confidence. I'm telling you, 
any self-love journey you go on where you push yourself is going to give you confidence. So go out there, achieve those dreams, start looking into them. You don't have to tackle it in a day. I'm taking multiple years, so there's no timeline. There's no right, wrong. Just get out there, do it, explore what is going to make you love yourself even more. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast, signing off for the week, but join me next week. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lo. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.